Let me show you something. Jeremiah 33 and whatever. One, I think. Jeremiah 33 and one. So talking about prayer, how important is prayer? I'm going to show you how important prayer is. Now, when I got this, I didn't know, I didn't really put it together because I just think if you read the word, something will happen, okay? So I, when, when 007 goes, hey, what's the name of the message? I'm like, I don't know. I don't really have a name of it because I'm just going to read the Bible. So we're going to read the Bible, everybody, and see what God says. Everybody say amen for me. Amen. All right, while Jeremiah was still locked up, <laughs> so Jeremiah's in jail, confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. Now, I've been locked up twice since I've been a Christian. Before I was a Christian, I never got locked up. <laughs> I actually did a couple things I should have got locked up for. But, but, but when I became a Christian, I got locked up twice. One, I got locked up was still in my own car. <laughs> I, had, I had a really nice Trans Am, right? Really, really nice one. And, and, and a friend of mine, who, who he dabbled in illegal activity. And, and, but we were still friends, and we were at this high school together. And I remember I went over his house one night, but the police were staking his house out. And so they pulled me over. Now, mind you, my car got hit. It got hit on the side. This lady ran into me. It got repaired. So my ID plate in the window got broken. So I had to get a new plate put on it because they had to fix it. But that's how they tag cars in, in Detroit. You ever heard of the term tagging the car? Mm -hmm. They take your serial number off. They put a new one on there. And so the police pull up. Oh, yeah, we got another one. You got another what? And so I work for a living, you know what I mean? So they, I went to jail for doing nothing. And I remember sitting in jail going, what, what the H-E-double-L am I doing here, you know? Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, I, mean, I said the word, though, forgive me, you know what I mean? And, and I probably said some other things, too. And it's like, because I was so frustrated, because I'm a man who's trying to do the right things. I go to church, I do all this stuff, and I'm in jail for doing nothing. And then you see people in the Old Testament that just was in jail. Paul was in jail. Everybody say amen. So I'm saying sometimes in life stuff goes wrong. While Jeremiah was in jail for doing the Lord's will, the Lord came and spoke to him. And here's just the silly part. He didn't say, I'm getting ready to get you out. <laughs> Chris, what did he say? This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. <laughs> he, says, he says, listen, the Lord made the earth and I keep it safe. What they got to do with me in jail? Everybody say amen now. Amen. So, so think about it. If you're in jail, if you're in a bad situation and the Lord comes to you, because hopefully when you're in a bad situation, you begin to pray. Amen. I remember that night I was sitting there on this bench and I was actually bent all out of shape. And I actually wish they would have put somebody in there with me so I could take my frustrations. I really did. I was, you know, it was, I, man, I, I know you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I actually wanted them to put somebody in here with me and then let them just make me mad. You know, and just take, I mean, I was a new Christian. Everybody say amen. And I remember sitting there and then this is, I don't know how, but some kind of way, I kind of heard from the Lord, and he says, listen, just go to sleep. Amen. And so I, it was this hard bench, so I just laid down on the bench, and I went to sleep. The next morning, I got out. 
But it was like, but what, it, what I realized was, man, I'm going to pray no matter what situation I'm in. No matter what's going on around me. Here's Jeremiah, he's praying, and so I'm sure he's praying, Lord, what am I doing here, get me out. And then the Lord speaks, hey, I formed the earth, I protect the earth. You know what God is doing here? He's reminding Jeremiah who he's talking to. Mm-hmm. If I can form the earth and if I can protect the earth, I'm surely I can get you out of this one. A lot of times we pray and we want God to give us answers and then God will tell us how great he is. Wait a minute, Lord, I know you're great, but what does that got to do with my circumstances? I prayed times for the Lord to fix some of my problems, and then the Lord will say something crazy like, well, I am the Lord thy God. There is no other God before me. I know that. I'm just, but can you see the situation is here? And then the Lord will go, yes, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. My grace is sufficient for you. All these stupid scriptures that come to my mind. And I'm like, I want to hear, Kenan, this is not right. I'm just as upset as you. Amen. I'm, I'm just as nervous as you are. God doesn't get nervous. Amen. So we pray sometimes, as, like we, we want God to be st- as stressed out as we are. God, you see this is bad, be stressed out. Because <laughs> I'm stressed out. Everybody, come on now, Amen. be honest. Amen. You know you pray like that. I know you do. Amen. We, we want to pray because we want the Lord to be just as whacked out as we are. Lord, don't you see? Mm-hmm. And God goes, no, I am the great I am. Amen. Okay. Reminding me who I'm talking to. Reminding Jeremiah who he's talking to. Everybody, come on now. Amen. Chris, go for it. Let me show him. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things says, you do listen, not know. listen, this is what prayer does. When you pray, I will answer you and I will tell you things, unsearchable, unbelievable things that you have no idea. You, you, I will reveal to you secrets. That's what that little text means. I will tell you some secrets if you pray. Here's Jeremiah in a situation where all he can do is pray. When you... When you're in a situation where there's nothing else can help you, your, your talent can't help you, your friends can't help you, your money can't get you out, you, you, all you got is what? Prayer. But let me tell you something, that's all you need. Amen. So that means what's going on? Well, my family's kind of whacked out right now. My husband's going crazy. My, my, my job is just getting over. It's just, and it's like, every oh, man, every, my body is starting to be weird and stuff is going on. Doctors are calling me, telling me crazy stuff. And, Man, okay, money's running short. My, my temper's running bad. My patience is going away. Some kind of way you got to stop. Amen. And then you got to do what? You, you're in a prison right now. So you, all you got is prayer. But let me tell you something. That's what you need. And a lot of times God will put you in a situation where that's all you got. That means your talent won't work. Your skill won't work. Your mom can't fix it. God says, now, earth is the Lord's. I made the earth. I can protect it. Okay? Well, so what are you worried about? Thank you, Lord. I remember, man, my poor child, Courtney, and I thank God Courtney's still here. Courtney had a head-on collision. She's still here. 
Amen. And she still, you know, she still looks like me. She's still good looking. And, and, and so, <laughs> and it's like, man, and I, and I remember when she was going through it, I was like, Courtney, 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 all you got is prayer. Amen. So all you got. I know you got me, and, and I'm, I'm usually your savior and your protector, but on this one. Amen. All you, the Lord is trying to show you something. A lot of times we go through stuff because the Lord is trying to show us something. Did he do that? Did he do that to me? No, but he takes advantage of your bad situations to show you something. The Lord is trying to show you something. Amen. It's like, man, call on to me. I'll answer you when you pray to me. Listen, I'll answer you, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what you want because what you want might be off. Amen. Sometimes we pray what we think we want, and God goes, no, you don't want that. Right. How do I know that? Well, I'm a parent. Amen. And then, you know, our kids will come to us and go, well, I want that. I go, no, you don't. <laughs> you do not want that. No, I want that. I want a puppy. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Because what's going to happen is it's going to be my puppy. Right. You don't want a puppy, you don't. Yes, I do. It's my heart's desire. <laughs> kids get desperate they thought, you know, no I really want this you don't want that I'm telling you you don't want it you are going to make your life and mine miserable Amen. See, so God comes in and he protects us from us Amen. Thank you, Lord. so he says I'm going to tell you things but not the things you think I'm going to tell you you have to empty your mind what was that I hope there wasn't no fart. Was that a sneeze? Or a <laughs> Back the tape up. Back the tape up. <laughs> and he goes, man, I need you to empty your mind and be open to whatever I'm going to say. Because, see, because I know you're praying out of your distress and you want me to be stressed out too and I'm not going to do it. So I need you to empty your mind now and let me tell you some things. Why you got nothing else to do but pray. So God goes, okay, Kenny, where you at? Well, you know where I'm at. He's like, okay, so I want you to pray. And I want you to get everybody else to pray. I want you to pray the rest of this year out. Remember, I told you this was going to be a year of provision. I'm still providing for everybody. But it's like, man, I want you to pray the rest of this year out. Because I really want that vision to come to pass. Some things come through fasting and prayer. I want you to pray. Why? So I can tell you the things you just don't know. The amazing things that you have no idea. Let, prayer is the only thing that unlocks that. So when you're in the midst of a situation like my man here was, and he was in a situation that wasn't good, and he began to sit down with the Lord, and the Lord began to speak. But he didn't say, hey, I'm going to get you out in 10 minutes, and I'm going to punish everybody who's locked you up. Because all you've done was my will, and they shouldn't have done you like that. No, he begins to expound on what God, who I am first. Remember who I am. Remember who you're talking to. That's why the Bible says when, when, they, when they talked about the, the, the Lord's Prayer, he says the first thing you do is pray to the Father and then who are in heaven, and then remember who you're talking to now. Don't get out of line. Watch how you talk. You ever had your kids say something a little? Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. What you say? Mm-hmm. See, I grew up in an era where you get backhanded. Yep. And everybody at the store would applaud. Yep. 
Good whooping, mom. Good, uh, good, that's a good hit, right? That's a good smack. Now they want to call the police. Yep. And we wonder why the kids are running crazy. Because yep. they're not getting backhanded enough. Yep. My mother would be brushing her hair, and then I'd say something stupid, she'd just go. <laughs> My grandmother used to take her house shoes off and just frisbee them suckers. You try to take off running, she couldn't catch it, so she'd hit you with the house shoe as you ran out the other room. That's the era I grew up. I grew up with, hey, if I got a broom in my hand and you say something stupid, I'm hitting you with this broom. Y'all laughing because that happened to you too, hey? But now it's like, oh, hey, buddy. Oh, don't be like that, buddy. I, I dropped Julian off the school first day. This was at, at, at elementary school. This kid was throwing a fit. I'm not going in. Oh, buddy, it's going to be all right. I, get your little butt in there. See, I, I, it's, I, I'm still, we got a parent. Amen. Our kids are not our pals and our buddies, man. Amen. See, a pal and a buddy is equal to you. No, we got a parent. I don't know why I drifted into this. Parent, parent these kids so the world won't have to deal with this mess you made. Mm -hmm. Amen. That, that was too much? I'm sorry. <laughs> Go to the next one. Where are we going? James chapter 5. So, so prayer is the way you unlock the things you don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get out of that. I know, pray. And then when, pe when, people, when you tell people to pray, they get discouraged. They go, prayer, I know, but I want you to do something. Mm -hmm. No, I need you to pray. Because we don't even know what we need to do. Amen. <laughs> no, prayer, when you tell people, well, you know, you need to pray. They go, oh, I want you to fix it. Well, I think we should pray. Even if we got an idea that we can, might be able to fix it, we still should pray. I'm going to show Amen. you that in a minute. Go. James chapter 5, verse 13. What do we got, Chris? Is anyone among you in trouble? Yes, we got people in trouble. It's always trouble. It's always something going on, isn't it? Yes. You ever just wake up where everything's just perfect? Mm. This is a perfect, this, my life is so Perfect. My hair is perfect. My, my butt looks good in the jeans today. I mean, but my kids are being great. I mean, no, it's, it's always something going on. Amen. So it's like, if anyone among you is in trouble, what do you do? You cry about it in the corner, or you get mad or get an attitude, or you take it out on everybody else? No, you need to pray. Dude, when we get in trouble, is that really our first thought? When, when life goes bad, is that really our first thought? When we're in trouble, what, when you're in trouble, what do you do? Do you, do you call the person who always usually fixes your troubles? Do you call the person that, that listens to all your complaints and agrees with you all the time? Do, do, you, do you get mad and take it out on the person, people that love you the most? Family gets on my nerves because you know who? Family punishes family so much. Yep. They go out into the world, and they're just nice and sweet. But then when trouble happens, the world can't tell they're in trouble, but the family takes the brunt of it. Why do people who love you the most have to take the most pain? Amen. That's a question. I mean, the, people, the people that really love you the most, they shouldn't have to take the pain. I'd rather you take the pain out on the world than me. Amen. 
I spent many times going, wait a minute, uh, I'm not your enemy here. So don't bring the pain to the people who love you. Man, I, family's tough, man. Because one, you can't pick your family. You're just stuck with them jokers. And then two, it's like, man, when everything goes wrong, family takes the pain. People who love you the most, you hurt the most. It's quiet, I know. I'm saying, stop. 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 When I'm having a really bad day, you know who can take the blunt of it? Courtney. Because I can wake up and just be like, you're so short, and you just get on my nerves. Just stop breathing. <laughs> I need you to stop breathing. You're breathing too much. And, you know. And I'm moody. I'm really moody. I'm really moody. So it, it's days when Courtney, Courtney's the same. She wakes up. Hey, good morning, Dad. <laughs> and I go, hey, hey, what's going on, Dad? I'm not going to let Courtney pay. Because I woke up with a, you know, I had a bad dream. Or, <laughs> or I just being moody, Keenan, you know. And then Julian comes running in, he always jumps me, and some days I'm not ready for it. Like, dude, don't jump me. <laughs> you almost, we're almost the same size, and you can't keep jumping me. And, and, and I go, oh, wait a minute, dude, don't come jump me. And I, and I, and I feel myself, and I just go, oh, okay, just brace yourself, just bam, take the jump. Because it's like, man, it's me. The problem is me, it's not them. Amen. Amen. But let me tell you something. Prayer is the only thing that reveals those things. Amen. See, prayer is not always the answer you want. It's the answer you need. Amen. So he says, if you're in trouble, what do you do? You complain. That's what we do. We get mad. That's what we do. We get frustrated. That's what we do. And I'm saying all those emotions are real. But we need to pray. Amen. So then when you get frustrated, God will help you out. When you get mad, he'll calm you down. Come on, somebody, come on. If anybody is happy, then sing something. A lot of you, to yourself. (laughs) Everybody can't say, you know, everybody can't say. So, but I'm saying, if you get happy, express your happiness. Go ahead and sing something. Sing us, sing something. Your favorite song, just sing it in the car. Amen. Singing in the shower. <laughs> you ever looked over at a light and saw somebody singing? And you'd be like, what are they in there jamming on? They just, just having a ball by themselves. Amen. So if you're, if, you're, if you're in trouble, you pray. If you're happy, you sing. Come on. Is anyone among you sick? If Let- anybody's sick, then this is what you do. I stay home because I got a headache. I got a migraine. I'm not going to church today. I don't feel good. I'm sick. I'm sick. Well, my knees bother me really bad. It's nothing work, so I'm a, I don't want to be walking around on it, so I'm going to stay home. Oh, no, my stomach was really upset last night because I ate, you know, that, that double pepperoni. Woo. And then now my stomach blew up, and now I can't, you know, I don't want to go. Well, okay, but let me show you something. Chris, go. Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil but it, in the name so, of the so Lord. So what I'm saying is a lot of times when you're sick, did you get somebody to pray? Amen. A lot of times we'll be sitting out here and stuff will be wrong with you and you guys never ask nobody to pray. 
Amen. Come on, I, I, I got a minute. Come on up. Let's pray. I leave. I got oil too. I'll anoint you with oil and we'll pray. He says, if anybody who's sick now, if there's any sick among you, call for somebody who's an elder. Call for somebody who is in contact with God and who's mature, and then let them pray. Don't stay home because you got a migraine. You might get prayer and the migraine will go away at church. Amen. But we'll stay home. Man, at the Pentecostal church, somebody was always throwing oil somewhere, man. <laughs> I mean, man, you, it was a lot of prayer going on. It was like, but man, nobody stayed home because they were sick. They went to church. And I'm not talking about COVID or the flu or some crap like that. But I'm talking about something that was bothering them. They went to the church and we got prayer. And let me tell you something, it worked. Amen. I remember one day I was so sick, man. My stomach was jacked up. I don't know what was wrong. And we had this big music thing going on. And I was, I was a drummer. And I couldn't miss it. And I'm just like, oh, man, I feel like garbage. I don't think I should, can go. And, and, then, and then I remember my mom going, well, you know, I just, you should be, let's just get prayer when we get there. And we get there. Sister Campbell, Mother Moss, came and laid hands on me. And I'm telling you, the Lord healed me. Amen. I didn't Hallelujah. have to go to the bathroom to get healed either. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So when you're sick, sometimes you can't pray for yourself or you don't even feel like it. Get somebody else to pray for you. Do we do that? So when we're in trouble, do we pray? When we're happy, do we sing praises? And then when we're sick, do we call anybody and let them know? Come on, Chris. Let's go. They're listening. Come on. And the pray prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. And see, the prayer offered in faith will make somebody sick well. I'm telling you, I know it's happened for me. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, he will actually even forgive your sin through prayer from someone else. Thank you, Lord. No, I don't want to tell anybody my sin. Well, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But when I am saying in a, in a, in a good situation, in a, in a place where people won't judge you, in a place where people will just walk by you and they'll stand with you, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you might need to do it. It's called accountability. Amen. And there's people that I'm accountable to. And if there's times when I'm just not good or I just didn't handle that right, I always talk to somebody about it. Not everybody, but somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Chris, move forward. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. He says, so that now, you because be your sin will get forgiven, then therefore, do what, Chris? Confess your sin to each other and then pray so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and it is effective. Amen. You know why a lot of people don't get out of sin? They don't tell anybody. Amen. Well, we're not supposed to, are we? Oh, well, no, only the Lord. I didn't, I didn't write this. Amen. And all I'm saying is it has worked for me. There's many times I went, man, I jacked that one up. I, I should have done that. One thing I've gotten better at is apologizing and admitting. When you admit that you're wrong, it sets you free, actually. Mm -hmm. You go, man, I just, that was wrong. I know what, that was so stupid and so wrong. It was ridiculously wrong. And then you could feel the, the weight coming off of you. Mm -hmm. 
It's like, man, that was stupid. I, and then what happens? Then you just pray, and then the Lord, he's faithful now. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful, and it is effective. To do what? To cleanse you of that, to get you, get you past that, to get you through that. Now, it's not just that you're the person who needs to get prayer for your sin, but let me ask you this. Can you be the person that people come to you with their sin? Amen. Amen. When they can say, hey, listen, I'm just, I just don't think right about this situation. Hey, listen, I fell into this thing. Hey, this happened the other night. It shouldn't have happened, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the, per- the good person who counsels never blinks when someone tells you something. Take, taking calls from strangers, man, you hear all kind of stuff. And I never blink. Never blink. I I never go, what did you do? (laughs) I can't believe you did that. First of all, I think mankind is capable of everything. Nothing surprises me. The the deep and the the, the dark depravity of the mental mind of men, nothing surprises me. I mean, I'm a historian. Man, if you look at what mankind has done to mankind over the years, nothing surprises me. So whenever I hear something, they go, can you believe that? Yes. Amen. Yes, I believe that. That's the world we live in. The world, of we're, the world is sinful, man. So what do we got? I, well, I can't believe I've done that. I can, but listen, it, it's, don't worry about it. I've done some crazy stuff too. Now it's time to pray. Why? Because my prayer is powerful and it's effective. I don't care what anybody says. Why? Well, because I'm righteous. Can you from it. And then you be able to tell by what? Fruit. What's the fruit? Well, how you are. It don't mean you become perfect, but you do make yourself a little less scary. And I don't know what it is. Little old ladies love me to death, man. You would think they would be terrified of me. They love me. <laughs> Courtney and my lion. We'd be in the grocery store, some little old lady always coming up going, hey, can you reach that? No, I'm short too. I can't reach that. <laughs> Sweetie, can you reach that? No, I can't reach that. I'm just like an inch taller than you. <laughs> I'm pulling this whole shelf down trying to reach that. But it's like, man, I'm always in conversations. And I think, man, um, I tried to grow up my life in, growing up in Detroit. You have to kind of, it's dog eat dog. You know, you, you, you kind of got to be a little intimidating. And man, these people see right through it. You're not a bad guy. St- don't act like you're a bad guy. And I go, I'm not. Used to be. But I'm not. Because prayer, hallelujah, somebody. Amen. It's powerful and it's effective. When I was a bad guy, I had people praying for me. To do what? To stop being a bad guy. You guys are really listening today, man. Is this okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris, where are we? I had to get through. 18 minutes. Come on. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. Now, Elijah was human, right, Chris? Do you see that? Yes. He was human, right? Yes. Just like me and you, even yep. though he's in the Bible. Right. And what happened? He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain. And it rain. didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. Dude, 
I don't think he was like me and you. Nope. He prayed that three, he was like, I like how it says, he's just like you, and he did this amazing thing through prayer. Amen. He's just like me? You mean I can pray and stop, the, stop it from snowing? <laughs> and the guy to go, yeah, but that's really selfish. Now, he had a real reason to do that. You just being you. <laughs> you want to take away everybody's white Christmas because you don't like snow. See, my mind wouldn't be right behind it. Everybody say amen. But I'm telling you, I had someone call the other day and they go, man, can you pray? My, my dog is in And I'm like, oh, I got to pray for the dog. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, pray for the dog. Are you animal lovers? I know. I'm like, I got to pray for the dog. Okay, when are we going to pray for the dog? It's really sick and I just don't want to put it down. And, and I go, okay, Lord, let's pray. Uh, Father, kill the dog. <laughs> Take the dog, Lord. Take the dog. Don't let her do that. You know, that'll be too. Even I have sympathy for that. Lord, don't let the dog. And then the lady calls me back about three hours later and goes, the dog just passed away. Thank you, Lord. I'll kill your dog if you need me to. I, I, I'm telling you, I've killed many dogs. I, I, I remember, man, my Rottweiler. I had a Rottweiler. His name was Shadow, and he got old, and he was too honorary to die. And so finally, his hips went out, his kidney went bad. My, he was my grandmother's dog, really. I gave him to my grandmother, and she called me. She goes, can your dog just not doing well? And I was at work, and, and, and I go, okay, Grandma, okay. And, and we're going to have to put it down. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to have to put him down. That's just, I do feel a little bit. And then it cost a lot. I'm like, Lord, just, just put him down. Put him down, Lord. Two hours later, my grandmother calls me back. Shadow just died. I'll kill your dog if you need me to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you out. It costs a lot to put a dog down, you know what I mean? But don't have me put the dog down. It's just got a stomachache. You know what I mean? I mean uh, the dog, no, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? I'm saying that prayer, can, you can do some amazing things through prayer if you realize that you can actually pray about amazing things Amen. and pray in faith with the right motives behind it. So here he is, he prayed, and it did not rain for three and a half years. Next verse, Chris. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. And then he prayed again, and then it rained. Wow, that's a strong prayer life. Amen. Yeah. What he's trying to show you here, and I like how it started, he's just like you. And you're thinking, no, he's not. He's in the Bible, and we, you know, he's a prophet and, and all those kind of things. And then the Bible says, no, he's just like you. He can do some amazing things with prayer, and so could you. Amen. Problem is a lot of us don't believe that because we actually don't think prayer is the answer. We'd rather you do something. No, see, I don't want to hear prayer. No, you need to pray. That, see, that's the answer we always get. Okay, and you haven't done it yet. That's why you're still in trouble. Elijah was just like us. Just a normal man, just like, you know, we're men and women. And he prayed and something miraculous happened. So when something really is, oh, man, this is tough, man. I really need somebody to get me out of this one. Well, did you pray? 
Chris, where are we going? I got to get done. Luke 5. Luke 5. You guys okay? Yep. I got one yep. You guys okay? Yep. All right. Luke 5. Now, we got to talk about Jesus. Chris, while Jesus was in one of the towns, this man came to him, and what happened? He was covered with leprosy. Okay. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He says, Lord, listen, if you're willing, I know you can make me clean. It's not, it's not if you can do it or not. I know you can do it. It's just if you're willing to do it. Amen. How many times you prayed that? Lord, I know you can do it. You know, just, just, can you do it for me? See, see, because what happens is, even if he doesn't do it, he still could have. Right. And if he didn't do it, it's a reason why he didn't do it. Amen. And those are the hard ones. You know, Lord, and that's not, this guy, he's got faith, because he's, he's saying, Lord, if you're willing, I know you can do it. You can make me clean. It's just if you're willing to do it. And I'm saying that was a big step of faith right there. Because what he's saying is, you know, you might not do this if you don't feel like it or if it's not the right thing to do. But I know you can. Amen. Next verse. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Jesus Be goes, clean. I'm willing to do this, man. I, I'm, see, why? Because... You know I can. So I'm willing to do it just because of your faith. You know I can. You, so sometimes we see a situation that's really hard and we go, Lord, I, this one is really tough. I don't even know how I'm going to get out of it. Can, you know, I, can, I, I don't even know if you can get me out of this. But you better throw at the end of that, but I know you can fix it if you, if you really wanted to. So, it, so, Lord, give me the grace to be okay if you don't fix it. Amen. See, right now I'm running on grace because I'm like, Lord, okay, I, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to get done what you asked me to do. I'm trying to get to where you wanted us to be. And it's like, Lord, I, I feel antsy. I feel kind of edgy. And, and my grace is lifting. Lord, you got to give me some more grace. You got to give me more time to be okay, to be okay with where I'm at, be okay with what I'm doing. I know you can fix it. You can fix it right now. But, it, but, you, but, if, but until my fix comes, hallelujah, somebody, I need grace, Lord, to continue to be okay. Thank In a situation Lord. when you pray, it might not just fix two minutes from now. Amen. It may fix in a while. Amen. So what happens? You don't lose heart. You just have to ask for more grace. Lord, you got to give me more grace to hold up till you fix it. Amen. And I'm gonna, by the way, I'm going to keep praying. Amen. We keep praying. I'm not giving up. And then, but you got to give me grace if I don't see it tomorrow. Amen. That's a really good word right there. I love you Amen. So Chris, come on. I got to get done. And immediately the leprosy left him. And immediately the man, the leprosy left him. But what, what if it did? What if, I prayed for people to be healed and they didn't see it for a week later. They didn't see it until month, a month later when the doctor gave them the clarity they were okay. I had a lady call me back the other day. and goes, you know what? You prayed for me. You probably don't remember. You prayed for me like two months ago. And, I'm, and I had to call back and tell you that the Lord healed me. And I went, thank you, Lord. I don't remember praying for this woman. I talked to too many people. But thank you, Lord, you healed the lady. Amen. And the lady goes, I'm so grateful. And I knew when we prayed the Lord was going to heal me. But I didn't get cleared for two months. Amen. 
Wow. So God gave you grace. Amen. Because he might not fix it like immediate like this guy. But he'll fix it. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. And so immediately the leprosy left him. That's not my message on this one. Chris, come on. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go. Show yourself to the priest. He says, now listen, Chris, he says, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Because Moses says that when one is healed, the only one that can prove that you got healed was the priest. So don't tell anybody I did it. But go show yourself to the priest so he can declare you healed. Because Moses said that's the law. We got to do that. So don't tell anybody I healed you. But go and de be declared healed. So the man goes and does it. Next verse. Verse 15. Go. Yet the news about him spread all the more. Yet the news spread about him anyway. And all, all the more. People are going, man, Jesus is healing people. And so the crowds of people came to hear him to be healed of their sicknesses. The crowds, the he raised a big church. People came all from all over, so he was telling people, don't tell people, but they were telling people. Mm -hmm. And so the crowd and his reputation grew more and more, and the people came from everywhere to hear Jesus and to be touched by him. And this is what Jesus did go. But Jesus, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. But Jesus always got away from all that, and he went to pray. You know what happens to pastors? Know what happens to superstar Christian preachers? They start having victories, and they forget to pray. Amen. And then the victories begin to go to their head. And they begin to look out at the crowd and go, look what I've done. And then people tell them how great they are, how, how blessed they are, and I have people here who had an attitude because you guys clapped for me at the beginning of the service. They don't like it. And I go, man, I don't ask for anything. Let me tell you something. Accolades don't do nothing for me. Know why? Because I'm always praying and because I was raised in the hood. And you don't take compliments. They're fake. And so, therefore, accolades never make me feel greater than I am. They never work. Never work. Now, the flip side of that, if you criticize me, I don't care either. I don't care. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. If you love me, I don't care what you think if you hate me. But what I'm saying is, it's like, but why does that bother you? When, when, when actually, you guys know me pretty well, I'm not into big theatrics and I'm not in, I don't, I'm not trying to raise no mega church and I'm not trying to be popular and write books and, and I'm not trying to just get invited to all the conferences and my name plastered online, videos all online. People always tell me all the time, man, you need to be online. No, I don't. I don't want to be online. I'm not trying to build my brand. Uh, Jesus, here it is. Everybody's loving him. People are coming in. What did Jesus do? He went away from all that and prayed. And that's what happens when things go wrong. You stop praying. This is really my message to a pastor's conference, not you guys. We stop praying. 
We start, we start thinking about how great we are, how much we did, and we start seeing, getting the accolades because our church has the most people in it in town. And it's like, man, Jesus, here it is, his reputation is growing. And he goes, man, I got to get away from here. I got to go pray. See, when people start, when, when I go on the road and people praise me, I always pray. Amen. Only one knows is Mike. When, when we see the lines of people waiting to talk to me, I always go and pray. I always get back with Mike, and Mike just keeps me on the ground. Amen. Mike, that's all. It yeah, don't matter. Amen. Still me, dude. It don't matter. Now let's go home. Let's go back to Emily. It's 30 degrees. I opened the door last night and went, what the heck? What happened to the 60s? We just, oh, it's Michigan. I forgot. I'm watching the game yesterday. I'm like, it's snowing? And then Julian, Dad, it's snowing. <laughs> Thank you, weatherman. <laughs> and it's like, man, let's go home. Let's go back to my little crowd. Because all these accolades mean nothing to me. Know why? I'm always praying. Because I'm not going to sell out. I could sell out. Man, you don't realize how many things that I've been offered. That, oh, man, we, man, we can push your ministry. And we can, man, you, you do this, your ministry will take off. And I'm like, man, I'm not in it for that. Amen. I don't care about that. I really don't. But the only way you stay grounded so here it is. His reputation is growing. What does Jesus do? He goes off to pray. Hallelujah, somebody. Because see, Jesus is going, I don't, I don't, I, even Jesus is going, I can't let this get to my head. I told them, don't tell anybody. And now they're telling them my reputation is growing. People are calling me good. That's why he went off on the young guy who came and called him good. Just why are you calling me good? Jesus had an attitude because everybody's starting to think I'm something. And I am something, but I'm only something because of the Father. Amen. I only do what he does. I only say what he always gave glory to the Father. He took no the Bible says he built no reputation for himself. The people tried, and he kept praying against it. They had a big, our organization had a big thing last night for my spiritual dad. And, and, and they honored my brother on this thing. And, and, and so when I talk to him, I'm like, man, I'm not going to be able to make it. My church really needs me right now, and I'm just not going on the road. I, Dad, I hate I will miss it, but know that I'm there in spirit and know I got, you know, all that Christian jargon. I, I just want to stay home. I don't want any accolades. I don't want anybody telling me no. I don't want any people saying I blessed them. I don't want to hear any of that right now. I just want to stay home and just Preached in my little crowd. Amen. And we got, we, got some, we, got a prayer. we got some prayer to do. Stay at home. Sorry I missed it. Great thing. Music was great. The word was a great time. It was, they were celebrating his, his life, actually. And I, and I go, man, and this might even be my, my, my spiritual mom's last year because she's really sick. And, but I, I was like, Lord, I can't go. I'm just going to stay here. It's a good chance for everybody. Oh, Keenan is, Keenan is here. Oh, he, he's the mar one of the Meredith brothers are here. And, oh, Keenan is this. And, oh, you're such a black man. No, I don't want to hear any of that. I just want to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we got people just, you know, 
fading away. We got people just mentally just kind of off. We got people just kind of slacked and lazy now. We, we got people who kind of lost their first love. We, we got people who've kind of been walking with the Lord a long time now. So now then they're a little mature and so they might not need all of that. See, we're in, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We got people who stopped not being as faithful as they know they should be. We're in trouble. I can't go away and get accolades. I need to pray. Amen. Now people come sometimes. People tell me how much the place has blessed them. You sure don't act like it. And it's like, man, I can't go away. I can't go away. I got to stay here. I got to pray. Got people gone for four weeks, come back. You know, I can't, I can't go away. I, and I, oh, I, I know I'll step on people's shit. I don't care. I'm, I'm a truth teller. I'm sorry. I got people who say they love me, but I question it. I, I don't want to do no conference right now. I don't want to put a nice suit on and stand in front of the people and get clapped for. Sorry, I got a mission. I'll be at home. Last one, Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Last one, I'm gonna get, we got to eat. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. It was one pray. of them days, Chris, where Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray. And what did he do? He spent the whole night doing it. Now, Amen. if Jesus needs to pray all night, woe be on to you. Amen. I mean, because Jesus, you would kind of think, you don't really need to pray that much, do you? Jesus outprayed everybody. The Bible says he always went, often went away to pray. The Bible, the Bible so many times says, and Jesus was in prayer. This one, it says, you know, he went on a mountain and he prayed all night. So someone will say, Kitty, you're doing an all night prayer? Why are you doing that? Well, Jesus did it. Amen. If it works for him, well, I should probably do it every Friday. You know, amens on that one. You know why? Because we're too busy. So it's like, okay, so now here's what I'm going to ask people to do. You're going to sign that shit. You're going to give us, a, and some of you can sign it twice. You're going to give us a 15-minute block where it is your turn to pray. 15 minutes is nothing. I come in here on Thursday at like 10 o'clock, 9.30 or whatever. Sometimes I don't leave out of here to almost 12, 1 o'clock. Vicky, am I lying? Sam, am I lying? I, go, we, I come here at, at 9.30 in the morning, and I don't leave till I'm done. Amen. See, you guys don't know that. And then this week, last week, I did it twice. Because this is what I realized. I can't keep doing the same thing expecting a different result. Amen. So, Lord, I don't know what to do, but one thing I do know what to do. I know I can pray. Amen. So while you guys are working at school or doing whatever you do, I was, I was praying. So I know if I can do that, you guys can give me 15 minutes. Amen. And then, yeah, I'm going to pray all night. I've done it before. We haven't done one in a while. We're getting ready to. We're going to do one before this year is out. Because what? I want to see that vision come to pass. Amen. And if it doesn't, well, it won't be my fault. And then whatever God does, he just does So I'm saying, what do we got? Jesus went and he prayed all night. Now, Chris, I got to get us done. Why did he pray all night, go? 
When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them. Because he was getting ready to make a big decision. Amen. See, he had more disciples than 12. Amen. So it says, in the morning, he called his disciples to him and he chose 12 of them. That means he had more there. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Whom he also designated as apostles. Jesus like, man, this is a big one. Okay, I hear from God really well. I, I know what God wants, but man, I got to pray. Jesus prayed all night because he had this major decision to make. So when you have a major decision to make, what do you do? Thank you, Kimberly. I believe you. Now, Kim, shut up. What does the rest of you do? I know what Kim does. I, I've taught her that. What does the rest of us do? I'm saying, what is the rest of us? What do we do? Because my thing is, there's times when I go, Kenan, okay, we got a situation. Kenan, get us out. And I have to go, wait a minute, hold on, hold it, hold it, hold it. I'm getting a little too arrogant here. Lord, what do you want me to do? And that's why now God goes, so now you don't know what to do, do you? No. Okay, that's where I want you. Amen. Sometimes I got to get past your... You're, you're, you see, you're kind of slick and you kind of maneuvered. See, now, but you don't know what to do. I'm keeping you in the dark, so all you can do is pray. And I go, man, that's where I'm supposed to be. I'm frustrated, but I'm frustrated when that's where I'm supposed to be. He that finds his life will lose it. Who that, he that loses his life will find it. So I'm going, man, disciples, he chose 12. That's why he was praying all night. Here's the next one. Here's the 12. Simon, whom he named Peter. Okay, he's got Peter. Peter's in the click. Come on. His brother, Andrew. Okay, Andrew made the cut. Come on. James, John. The brothers made it, James and John. Come on. Philip, Bartholomew. Philip made it. Bartholomew made it. Come on. Matthew. Thomas. Matthew, of course. Thomas, even though you're doubting a little bit, Thomas, you're still on the team. James, son of Alphaeus. James, you know, last name is just son of Alphaeus. I like Alphaeus, so I'm picking his son. Come on. Simon, who was called the Zealot. Simon made it next. Judas, son of James. Judas made it. Now, you got to remember, it was two of them. Yep. And then Judas Iscariot also made it, who was a traitor. Amen. And Jesus, through prayer, knew I need him. Amen. I don't want him. But I need him. Jesus, how did you make that call? Well, I was praying all night. Now, I would think if he was praying all night, God would say, you know, Judas is going to sell you out. And I guarantee you God told Jesus, Judas is going to sell you out, but you need him. Amen. The only way you get answers to things that just, what it, it's prayer. It's so important that they put that in there because Jesus prayed all night to pick Judas, the sellout, the one who was going to portray you. You didn't see that coming. Of course I see it coming. But in prayer, I don't pray my will. I pray God's will. So I've been up all night praying and he says Judas is on the team. How important is prayer? Well, it's really important, guys. 
I think prayer has become something like a, 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 just a pacifier thing. Well, just pray until somebody fixes it. <laughs> no. If your family's falling apart, how much prayer are you doing? I'm not talking about crying to God and just complaining. I'm talking about prayer. And a lot of times with prayer, it's not just talking, it's listening. After you get done, after you, after you get done telling God all your story, shut up for a minute. Don't just end the prayer and say amen and go cook. Say, okay, Lord, your turn. What, what are you telling me? I know what I'm telling you. I don't even know if I'm telling you the right thing. So I'm tell you what. I'm gonna shut up now. I've given you my. I've given you my spiel. I've I, I, I've complained enough. So Lord, okay, you go. Oh, I didn't want to hear that. That's me. <laughs> okay, God, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want. This is where I'm leaning. Okay, Lord, your turn. Oh, I didn't want to hear that. That's not what I wanted to hear. That, that's not it. it. That can't be it. You got to say, yeah, that's it. Okay, okay, your will. So we think that prayer is telling God all of your business. Well, he already knows your business. Prayer is put, making your request known with prayer, you know, Thanksgiving. But prayer is also listening. How did Jesus know that he needed to pick those 12? He was in prayer all night, and then he started listening. I know you got troubles. I know you got stuff bothering you. Stuff you might not be able to figure out. And then some of you are going pretty smooth, and that's good too. And you still need to pray. Everybody say amen. See, here's Jesus. Everything's going smooth. People are coming to see him. Ministry is growing and all that. What did he do? God going off to pray, man. See, it ain't just praying when it's trouble. It's praying when it's going good. Because who's saying that good is good? So I'm like on the road going, man, people are getting blessed, man. People are just, you know, uh, uh, this, this might not be good. Because it's starting to deflect me from what I'm doing at home. This is starting to make me despise what I do at home. This, I don't think this is good. See, only prayer can show you something that may be good, and it's not. It's not good. It's not good. That's not a good decision. Some of us make decisions just based on how much, how much money you're going to make. Some of us make decisions just based off of, you know, if it's going to make us feel better. And it's, and it's like, man, it might not be good. You need to pray. Thank you. I got a couple. I was waiting. How important is prayer? Well, your life depends on it. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on, come on. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on now. Come on, pick your head up. We're okay. We're all right. Know why we're okay? Because we got prayer, man. When all else fails, we can always pray. The Bible says men should always pray and not faint. So that means when you're fainting, you're not praying. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Come on, let's do communion so we can get something to eat.